Hello, I'm Hal Lublin. And I'm Mark Gagliardi. Since the dawn of humanity, one issue has gone unsettled. With the fate of the world in the balance, we're here to settle once and for all. Fast Disney Park song. Anténgase alejado de las puertas. That's right. Don't worry, everyone. We got this. Podcasts should have a theme song. Podcasts should not have a theme song. Yes, they should. No, they shouldn't. They sound good. Yeah, but people are just going to skip past it. Hmm. You know what? You're right. We got this. Welcome to We Got This with Mark and Hal, the show that settles the debates nobody else will touch. And we're wandering into a massive territory. Oh, yeah. And I am excited, my friend. Can I propose at the top? What? That we only use songs that were written specifically for the parks and attractions within the parks. I think that is a great idea. What does that eliminate? Are there certain ones that you're thinking of? It eliminates anything in Little Mermaid. It eliminates oh, yeah. anything in Peter Pan's Wild, uh, or yeah, not Peter Pan's Wild Ride. Peter Pan's Ride. Wild Ride. Peter Pan's yeah, when, Wait when for you, an hour when and you half go drive flying in a, uh, yeah, it eliminates cars. Yeah. Anything in Radiator Springs Racers, anything themed around a film that already has music to it, like Toy Story Midway Mania. I think that's totally, totally legit. Yeah. There is one I would like to bring up though, just mm-hmm. as an honorable mention before we take it off of the table here. And sure. that is a song that Disney, to their great credit, has now strictly made a theme park song, and that is Zippity Doodah. The movie that that came from is so beyond problematic that Disney mm-hmm. has scrapped that one. And so now for a new generation, or a couple of generations now, Zippity Doodah is primarily a theme park ride song, and it's one of Disney's classics. I want to give it a shout out before we kick it out the door for being a very problem yeah. from a very problematic movie. Yes, and it's automatically eliminated because it is from a film. Even if people don't know the film, yeah, it's still... Just watch The Princess and the Frog. That's what it's about to be anyway. It's so good. That's my favorite. So let's dive in, brother. How do you want to do this? Do you want to go land by land? Do you want to go just throw our favorites back and forth? I think we should just throw songs out there because I think there are a ton of them. Almost any attraction you can imagine will have some music to it, some of which is original, some of which is is from a a previously released property. But I think that, that there are a smaller number of songs that actually would qualify to be the best. Like we don't need to give service to songs that have no chance of winning. Sure. We're not, I'm talking to, I'm talking to you, the droid room. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Uh, yeah. And I think that there, I think there are some real contenders that jump immediately to the top. Many by uh, the same people. Yes. Yeah. So let's just jump right in. Now let's start with some of the big guns. Because we know there are some big gun classics, and I can think of three off the top of my head that I, I think I'm, might be on the podium. I'm sure we're thinking of at least two of the same three. We might be thinking of the exact same three. I'm thinking it's a small world. I was not thinking of that, but that is a good one. I would. How were you not thinking it's a small world? Because that, I think, I th- our third one is different. The other two, there's no chance they're different from one another. Uh, yo-ho, yo-ho, a pirate's life for me. Of course. And Grim Grinning Ghosts. That is correct. As we talked about in our episode where we talked about the best Disney rides, it came down ultimately to all of the Imagineers firing on all cylinders with both the Haunted Mansion and Pirates of the Caribbean. 
I want to talk though before we jump in. I guess now that I'm thinking oh, you don't about want it, my other, you don't want my other finalists that you didn't. Oh yeah, sorry. I actually have two. I'm sneaking them in. All right. One is it's a there's a great big beautiful tomorrow, mm-hmm. which we saw on, on TV while they were uh, we got to see see the song in progress and Walt sing it with them. Oh yeah, excited about it. Not staged at all. And then the other is the Tiki Room. In the tiki 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 room. Oh uh, yeah, three by the way of these songs written by the Sherman Brothers. Correct. Uh, the Tiki Room, It's a Small World, and There's a Great Big Beautiful Tomorrow. Yes. The magic of the they were for our ears in uh, the early days of Disney. What Mary Blair was for our eyes, and it's just they're all earworms. They're yeah. all such earworms. Before we jump into uh, the specific songs. Let's just talk about the music in general, like the use of music at Disneyland. I mean, I worked there for nine years, so I was able to be a part of, you know, all of these different lands. And it really does, like nothing else, it sets the stage for what you are going to experience. You know what I mean? Absolutely. That's why, you know, the more I think about it, everything that we've mentioned so far, the five we've mentioned, and we'll get into Mm -hmm. them more detail and, and whatever else comes up, they're all songs that contain lyrics that you might sing along to, but there are also music beds and songs that are written atmospherically that are fantastic. You can actually find online sites where they have put together, like here is the main street USA loop from 1971. So you can listen to all that music. And I will sometimes, you know, my work involves, it is like two thirds writing. Mm-hmm. So as I'm sitting and writing, I like to listen to that sometimes because it occupies a part of my brain that would allow me to get distracted. Yeah. So it's like, it's like I'm sitting, I, I feel like I'm sitting in Disneyland in my case, doing my work. Yeah. Listening uh, to really Flitterin cool. on Main Street. Absolutely. Also, I believe a Sherman Brothers song. No lyrics to that one though. I 100% agree. I thought I was the only person that did this, Hal. Uh, did you know? Shout out to Kungaloosh Radio, uh, whoever that is on YouTube. They have all of the different park loops, the yes. like hour, whatever yes, the hour yes, long yes. loop of music is. And yes. I love just putting it on in the background. I like also picking a specific country from Epcot and be like, you know what? I'm going to hang out in Germany for the afternoon. So now some umpa music for a little while. Yeah. The, the ambient music I think is great and it sets the stage and it's. In some places, it is bold and forward and out there. Some places, it's really subtle and quiet, but it's there, and it just sets the right mood. But I think what we're going to wind up with today is a song, a song with lyrics from one of these rides. I agree with you. Another song I thought of is a song that that wouldn't qualify not because it isn't integral to the parks, but because it originally appeared on a 1967 album called Kaleidoscopic Vibrations. That being, of course, the Jacques Perry and Gershon Kingsley song, Baroque Hoedown, which is the song of the Main Street Electrical Parade. Oh, the bum, but oh, now I'm trying to figure it out. Yeah. Really? Baroque Hoedown? Was it all like that weird sort of, uh, Stereo electronic symphonic, yeah, uh, whatever they called it. They were playing around with, with electro synth music in the mid to late sixties. Mm-hmm. And that is something that came off of that album. And they used it for the mainstream electrical parade, which I think started in the, in the early to mid. Still mid-70s, going, I think maybe? at least somewhere it's still going. Yeah. Oh, it keeps uh, going back and forth. It's at Disney World for a while that it leaves and comes to Disneyland. Like it keeps coming back. Yeah. You can't D- Disney, every things just go in the vault. 
Like yeah. people don't die at this thing. They just go in the vault and then later on they're reborn as other people. Right. Or declared dead once they're taken off property. Sorry. Either way. Yeah. I, I love the Main Street Electrical Parade. That is track number one on, yeah, I have the albums, the official album of Disneyland and Walt Disney World and the other one that came out in 2000 and then the other one that came out just a few years ago. Uh, all with minor variations on them, but some of the things never change. And that is, uh, that is those big classic tunes, uh, that we've already mentioned. You make me mad, Hal, in that you still have never been to Walt Disney World in Florida because some of the best music in any of the parks, I think, is there. Tell me about it. Listen, I, nobody's more upset about it than I am. We this is not a, this is we not a, like, willful, I'm not like willfully avoiding yeah. it my entire life. I just, it hasn't happened yet. It will happen at some point. Well, good. And I want to be there when it happens. There is a song from the opening day of Epcot from Journey into Imagination written by the Sherman brothers mm-hmm. called One Little Spark. And mm-hmm. the, you can actually hear this song, I think, throughout Tomorrowland without the lyrics. But it is a beautiful introduction to the little purple dragon figment. And he is a figment of your imagination. And the song is all about sparking the imagination of kids. One little spark of inspiration is at the heart of all creation. Right at the start of everything you do, one little spark lights up for you. And it's just sort of a very sweet, simple tune Yes, for the journey into imagination. There's also the full-on flag-waving Walt Disney majesty of Golden Dreams, which now also plays at Great Moments with Mr. Lincoln at the end. Mm-hmm. That's always been one of my favorites. America, spread your golden wings as they're showing assorted <laughs> footage of really great Americana. Spoiler, like, Walt Disney's in there. It's like they got a fireworks show to write a song for them. Yeah, exactly. I also like in Great Mr. Lincoln, the, the like, two brothers. But oh, yeah. that was not written for the show, though. That was uh, uh, that's an I'm, actual Civil War song. It's also in no way would it be a contender in any way. Shape, or one war blue and one yeah. war gray. <laughs> you know, it's funny. That song, my brother will. will anytime we have an argument or debate about anything, my brother, whether it's politics, sports, whatever, he will invariably send me a link to a YouTube clip or the audio <laughs> or something from <laughs> Two Brothers. Which, yeah, I love that song. It's a heartbreaker in the show. I feel bad cracking jokes about it, but it's a heartbreaker in the show. That show is full of really fun songs. It is. And I can't think about it without thinking about Jennifer freaking out because if she forgot Abraham Lincoln stands up. <laughs> it's still. It still gets so me. My, I told uh, this story on here before, but just that sound of what? Like, we're the only people. Nobody goes in to see Unless it's like a super hot day, nobody's going to see great moments. I go every time, my friend. Yeah, you and Jennifer both. But yeah, most of us normies aren't going there for that. That's fair. There is a whole Star Wars land. But there are also a lot of places to cool down and and just chill. Do they all have a giant diorama of the park as it appeared on opening day? That's my favorite part of it. I can go sit on the bench and look like, oh, yeah, there's Steve Martin. (laughs) There is a tiny Steve Martin in there. You can see with his white hair. Oh, the hosting. Yeah, he hosts one of the anniversary specials. Right. That's right. I was thinking about the big diorama they have in there. Yeah. What were we talking about? We're talking about two brothers. One more blue, one more. Oh, we were in Epcot. I was giving you a tour of my favorite songs in Epcot. Yes. 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 There's another one. Mm -hmm. One little spark is great. Golden dreams. Amazing. Yep. 
There is another one in the Canada Pavilion. And this one has had multiple iterations through time, but the song has always been part of it called Canada, You're a Lifetime Journey. And it is sung both in French and in English. And as American flag waving as Golden Dreams is the song uh, Canada, You're a Lifetime Journey. It is 96% just as much maple leaf flag waving. You can't go the full 100%. Because the American adventure does get the prominent place, but it's, um, it's a pretty patriotic Canada song, my friend. <laughs> Half of it is an apology. Sorry, yeah. this song is so loud. We didn't want to disturb you. And we're sorry. We're so proud of the land that we call home. Sorry. Pardon. Je live. I don't know. That's the only <laughs> word I could think of in French was pardon. That's great. Because I had to say it a lot when we were shooting Blood and Treasure. Uh, a thing I learned how to say in every language was, oh, excuse me, because I was constantly running into people in other countries, just <laughs> not paying attention, looking at my phone, doing something wrong. Like the first things I learn are, hello, goodbye, please, thank you. And, oh, excuse me, I'm sorry I ran into you. <laughs> Those are my favorites. And then there's the, there's, uh, the universe of energy song. There's, mm -hmm. uh, Living with the land, there's um just make believe you're a tiny little seed. There's all these great songs, and I if, I encourage anyone who hasn't heard all of these great Epcot songs to listen to. I think it's D Capella just dropped for the 40th anniversary of Epcot. They dropped a uh, acapella medley of all of the opening day songs from Epcot, and it is for my nerdy little Epcot brain. Oh, it's heaven. Yeah. <laughs> That said, should we go back to Disneyland? Yeah, well, I mean, a lot of the songs appear in both places, right? That's true. Yeah, Golden Dreams does. I don't know where they're going to put the Canada song at Disneyland. Are they making Disney's Canada Adventure? Is that going to be a section? I mean, of I mean, it's the other way around. Most of the Disneyland songs are Disney World. A lot of the Disney World songs will never make it over to Disneyland. Yeah, that's true. What, <laughs> what about the Great Outdoors from the Country Bear Jamboree? Ah. Oh. The th here's the thing about the Country Bear Jamboree. That might be the only original in the show. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a lot of covers. And it's a lot of covers. But one of my favorites is when the, like the, I guess you couldn't call them the Andrew sisters because, but it's like a trio of like, uh, ingenue bears. Yeah. They all sing, uh, all the guys that turned me on, turned me down. That song is hilarious. Like that show is really fun. The Country Bear Jamboree is underrated as a really fun show. I remember seeing it back in like 91 or 92 in yeah. Disneyland before they walled it off to make Winnie the Pooh. Aww. Trap those bears alive. <laughs> They're still there. You know, some bears like to wipe. We learned that from television commercials. Other bears just want to sing. Yeah. I don't know that those are mutually exclusive, Hal. Like if you're, is it as a bear, you're either a wiper or a singer. So like all of those country bears in the country bear jamboree just have dirty butts. <laughs> I'm looking for a little bit of wiping. Time to be moving along. Now I can't help but think, oh, Baloo, look at that. Look for the, oh, no. I know what that means. <laughs> rolls of Charmin, please. Another couple rolls of Charmin, please. I got it. Forget about care. that stuff that's on your foot. <laughs> do -do 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 -do. 
All right. Let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about some more of our favorites and some more of the contenders. Our show is brought to you by the Maximum Fun Network and all of the great members that support our show. If you would like to become a member, visit MaximumFun.org and uh, you can do it from there. And we thank you for that. And we thank all of the members who make this show possible. Let's tell you about some of the other shows on the network now. Okay. Zebras, uh, orangutans. Oh, yes, sorry. Hi. Not used to the animals talking. Uh, who are you? Yes. My name is Carrie Poppy. I co-host a podcast called Ona Ross and Carrie. This is my co-host Ross right here. Okay. We investigate spirituality, claims of the paranormal. And we were wondering if we could get on the ark. You did come two by two. I thank appreciate you. that. Though most of the things I'm letting on the ark don't talk. I'm going to be talking all up on this boat. Do you mind both? I prefer arc or Okay, barge. I'm not listening, but if you let me on, mm-hmm. then I will make my really good podcast on your boat. Can you barge. at least help clean up all the poop? I guess I don't see why not. Well, I'll check out the podcast. Where do I find it? It's on MaximumFun.org. Oh my gosh, hi. I'm Dave Holmes, host of the pop culture trivia podcast, Troubled Waters. On Troubled Waters, we play games like motivational speeches. It goes a little like this. Riley, give us an improvised motivational speech on why people should listen and subscribe to Troubled Waters. I look around this ad and I see a lot of potential to listen to comedians such as Jackie Johnson and Josh Gondelman. And they need you to get out there and listen to them attempt to figure out sound rebus clues or determine if something is a Game of Thrones character or a city in Wales. I have chills. I'm going to give you 15 points. All that and so much more on Troubled Waters. Find it on MaximumFun.org or wherever you choose to listen to podcasts. Attention, we are returning to the podcast. Keep all of your arms and legs inside of your ears. Wait. Oh, goodness. Uh, Okay. I mean, ow. I can't. Do it. Why am I listening to you? Wait a minute. You're not the voice in that. You're just sitting next to me. Hmm. There is a slight delay in answering. Excuse me while I run away. Hey, get back here, you. (laughs) All right. Again, before we talk about those big heavy hitter contenders, this this episode just has me thinking of songs that I love. And I want to give a shout out to songs that are specifically not from attractions, but are from shows. Go ahead. Specifically. Happily Ever After, Jordan Fisher and Angie Kilhauer. Crush that song. Anyway, that's the fireworks finale show in Disneyland with the castle projections. And it's an absolutely beautiful song. Uh, everything in Harmonious. I love Harmonious, which is Epcot's current closing show. Mm-hmm. There is a Finding Nemo musical with great music in it, uh, specifically a song called Just Keep Swimming. I love. And that musical was written by the Lopez's who went on to do Frozen. And had at that point, I think, just done Avenue Q. There is one, though, that it will always be near and dear to my heart that I have to throw out there because mm. it is from a Disney attraction. Okay. The song that will always uh, have a special place for me. It was written specifically for Aladdin, a musical spectacular at the Hyperion Theater. Mm-hmm. And that is Lucky Bird, as sung by uh, Jasmine. That I would always stand backstage and watch whoever, whatever Jasmine was performing that song. I would always love to stand backstage uh, after my last exit and just listen to that song. It's absolutely beautiful. Alan Menken wrote it for the park, for the show. Some would argue that his Sinbad song from Tokyo Disney Sea might be his best specifically for the park work. I would argue that it's Lucky Bird. 
Because you were in that show. Because I was in that show. Yes. We gave you time to appreciate it. You heard it so many times. I heard it so many times. The nuance of it. Yeah. It's a really, really pretty song. But you know what, Hal? Oh, one more. With a suitcase yeah. and a dream from the uh, Newsboys in California Adventure. But here we go. Sure. I think our final contenders. Big Grim five. Grin and Ghosts. Yo-ho. Yeah. Yes. It's a small world after all. Yes. There's a great big beautiful tomorrow. Yes. And in the tiki 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 room. Yeah. I say enough tikis? You missed one tiki. In the tiki 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 room. That's right. Okay. Thank you. All the birds sing words. And the flowers, flowers croon. croon. In the tiki 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 room. At the beginning, I'm like, oh, are these parrots going to be problematic uh, stereotypes? Yes. A couple of them are. <laughs> but they it's all are. They, yeah. But it's all European, so it's fine. They're all a bunch of European birds. Yeah. Sing a song. I think what is in a tropical great. hideaway. <laughs> yeah. Well, how do you get a German, an Irishman, an Englishman, and a I don't know where in Latin America uh he's from? How do you get all of them in a tropical paradise? Well, I guess I'm there. They fly. They're there for the they're there Tennessee. for the winter. It's cold weather. They're escaping to the tropics. You just blew my mind. See? Wow. And what happens? They finally get there. They're hanging out and it starts raining. Well, that's because the, the, the pillars for the building, the tiki gods, they, they made the their... gods angry. And yeah. then it started. Yeah. Yeah, man. I do love the tiki room. What is great about this song, which mm. is a signature of all, uh, all of these songs share this in common. Maybe not, uh, there's, uh, there's a great big, uh, beautiful tomorrow, mm-hmm. but they're all earworms. There's yeah. a part of them that you have stuck in your brain. Yeah. With this, it's the tiki 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 room with it's a small world. It's the entirety of it is stuck Mm -hmm. because it's really just the same thing repeated over and over and over again in different languages. And then you go, yo ho, yo ho, a pirate's life for me. And the rest of it, yo ho, yo ho, a pirate's life for me. You have it stuck. We kindle and char and flame and ignite. Drink up me, Hardy's Yo-Ho. <laughs> we burn up the city. We're really a fright. Drink up me, Hardy's Yo-Ho. Yo-Ho. Drink up, drink up. Did we mention drink up? Yeah. A lot of drinking in that That's song. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're pirates. Listen, uh, shout out to Exitencio, who was an yes. Imagineer at Disneyland, who wrote mm-hmm. both Yo-Ho and Grim Grinning Ghosts. He was the, the lyricist lyrics. for both yes. of those songs. And designed the rides. And Yeah. The guy, like, what a delightful <laughs> Leonardo da Vinci that guy is. Designing the rides Honestly, and writing the, the songs. If you do not have Disney Plus, it is worth it just to watch the Imagineers. That show I watched all the way through twice. Cause I'm a uh, real, yeah, dork. I can't I stop it. watching it. It's, and just, there's the pageant one too. The pageant one is also great. Yeah. Which is sort of like another, it's like a more fun kind yeah. of history that she Kitchy. narrates. Yeah. But that documentary that really takes you through the conception of Disneyland to the expansion to all the changes in the company. It's, it's a more honest look than you'd expect. But mm-hmm. those early Imagineers, the Wed Enterprise guys and gals, like all those people were so smart and just sort of came from everywhere and had these unique brains that allowed them to solve problems and be creative. They were artists and scientists and engineers, mechanics, yeah. architects. They, just everything they put together, when you go to these parks and enjoy it, is built off of their work. Either things that they made directly that are still standing or the generations of Imagineers after them that continue to innovate and never sort of accept the status quo. It's really incredible. Yeah. So it's super impressive to think of Exitencio both designing these rides and then writing these iconic lyrics. 
but yeah. also the least surprising thing you can of imagine course. for an Imagineer. Having been in meetings with Imagineers before and working on shows in development, it was so much fun to watch them sit around and go, okay, but how can we do this? Okay, we need to accomplish XYZ. Okay, how do we accomplish XYZ in a way that no one has ever done it before? That is the, I think that's the magic of them. I think that's the beauty of them. Now that said, mm-hmm. as far as the Tiki Room goes, I think because of the, comp- there are some complexities that the other four songs, they're almost like Easter eggs built into the songs. There are some complexities that the other four songs have that the perfect and simple tune that is the Tiki Room song is lacking. So I would say that while that is a perfect, simple earworm, I think we can come up with a more layered dish to have for this particular dinner. What do you think? I agree that it's not the most complex of these songs. Mm -hmm. I wonder, and I'm asking this rather than trying to figure out a way to keep it in, if the context of the song and like what it means within the attraction is important. And I, I say that because I want you to imagine in, was it 1967? that that opened sometime in like mm-hmm. the mid to late sixties when it opened going into that room and seeing birds sing for the first time in your life. Yeah. The audio animatronics didn't exist until they were invented for this attraction. That was originally supposed to be a restaurant, which is why the main fountain, that was the drink stand or the drink mm-hmm. station rather, but they had a bird out front that was like ballying a tip, as they'd say in the old show, and trying to attract people to come in. And they had to remove it because the crowds around it were so immense. Yeah. So now to go in, you go like, oh, I can hear them clacking. And maybe so, like you you know the trick now. But if you can imagine going in there when it opened and being blown away by it and having this earworm yeah. in it, it it all, all together, uh it's just an interesting picture. And I still don't think that propels it to winning, but right. I think it is notable. Oh, yeah. It walked so others could run. And yeah. and it was short. It was not long after that that you got Grim Grinning Ghosts and um, Yoho, A Pirate's Life for Me. Um, I would argue also that Yoho is uh, – there's kind of a simplicity to that song, too, aside from the insanely convoluted lyrics of the uh, – of the verses, uh, there is that simplicity to it. But I'll give you an example of what I meant by the Easter eggs built into the songs. Mm-hmm. Take Small World, for example. And these aren't really like difficult to discover Easter eggs, but there are two movements in It's a Small World. And they layer on top of each other perfectly. Mm-hmm. Which is that there is just one moon and one golden sun, along with It's a Small World after all. And that to me, that you can that you can have a sing-along within the ride where you could be doing the wrong part of the song and it still works. You know what I mean? There's a magic in that. The other one that I was thinking of was in Grim Grinning Ghosts. You spend the first half of the ride in the spooky half where the theme song is dun, 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 dun. But then you get to the Raleigh Crump section of the ride, which is once you go outdoors and it's the big fun party, it's just that doubled. Yes. So those kind of little Easter egg things, I think, are really fun. I think it's them having a little math fun, I guess. But I don't know why that Yeah. in a moment where we are really going to have to split hairs to pick our favorites. 
or not our favorites to pick the objective winners. Billy Joel has said, I love watching him like now that he's like turned into a guy who goes and gives lectures, something he said Mm -hmm. a long time ago, which is like a great song sounds great in any genre. Mm-hmm. So he would take one of his songs, he play like for the longest time as like a classical music piece. Like, see, that's why it works in multiple genres. So that means it's a good song. This and also Yoho Yoho, A Pirate's Life, it plays throughout the entirety of the ride in mm-hmm. different forms. This may be in a minor key or slower. Like it can convey a lot of different feelings. Yeah. Again, like you have that that creeping chill of the when hinges creak in doorless chambers. Yeah. As the and then we get to the Raleigh Crump where there's like a full electric like yeah, it sounds like it sounds like a band that would have been on Scooby Doo yeah and even the Mellow Men singing it that mm. sort of it goes back to like sort of creepy within it so that is a more complex song as far as that goes by the way I just want to correct myself the Tiki Room debuted in June of 1963 so oh, so yeah it was before well four years. years before. Eight years after the park opened, four years after we got a lot of other things. Um, and you. Wally Boag is the voice of Jose. Oh, no kidding. Which uh, could not do now, but legendary, the most legendary performer who was ever there. Sure. Is that fair to say? I would, uh, yeah. Next Wally Boag. I mean, he's the only Disney Agva that ever hosted the Muppet Show. Yeah. I think. There you I go. mean, Steve Martin did, but yeah, you know, he was. But he <laughs> He wasn't a performer. He He was a magician. Yeah. 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 You know how you mentioned that Billy Joel thing and something popped into my head. Mm -hmm. You said Billy Joel said a song, a good song is good in any genre. Yeah. When you set sail on the happiest cruise that ever sailed, you hear both a perfect earworm of a song that you could start from any point and sing along with that is also played in dozens of genres throughout the ride as you take this tour around the world. I mean, you can, other rides, they slow it down, speed it up, change minor Mm -hmm. key, major key. It's a small world is performed just with drums in Africa, just with bagpipes in Scotland, with a banjo as you're going through the cornfields of the Midwest. Mm -hmm. I think that that anecdote about Billy Joel has steered me very, very much in the direction of It's a Small World being our victor. You know, one of my best friends in the world, Jesse, mm-hmm. when we were in high school, he got to go on a trip to Disney World. Our, our physics teacher, Miss O'Brien, mm-hmm. would take the advanced physics students to Disney World. She's a huge Disney fan, but also there's a ton of science to learn there. You can... She set up like meeting with, I think, some of the Imagineers who were there, like to really, it's partially a fun trip and partially a learning experience. Mm-hmm. And Jesse went on It's a Small World. Mm-hmm. And It's a Small World broke down. And for an hour and a half, he listened to It's a Small World. And if you sing it around him now, it is traumatizing to him. Yeah. And also, as much as it's an earworm, it can be a little annoying. Like, say the ride is, what is it, like five to eight minute ride? Maybe a little longer. It is uh, 12 and a half minutes. Okay, 12 and a half minutes. I'd say that's probably two to four minutes too much of the song, even in its different version. Because we always come back to the regular version of it, even if it's sung in different languages. So you do get some respite in the other versions. But I think this, I believe that It's a Small World is probably the most polarizing of these songs in that there are people who love it and people who hate it. 
Well, when we – have we told the story about meeting Richard Sherman on this show? I'll tell it again. Let's find out. So we – Richard Sherman uh, had worked with Juliana, my ex-girlfriend, yes. on some projects. And we got to become friendly with him. And he came and saw the Thrilling Adventure Hour one night. And right. we all got to hang out with Richard Sherman. It was a miraculous, magical, super fun thing, especially when he sits down at a piano. There was also a night we had. It was uh, Juliana's birthday. And Richard Sherman came to the house, sat down at the piano and said before playing this song. And he said, OK, I'll play one for you now where everybody either wants to kick me or kiss me for writing it. And that is from Richard Sherman himself saying <laughs> yeah. everybody wants to kick him or kiss him for writing it. Mm -hmm. But that said, so I do have a personal connection to this song, sure. having seen it in its absolute best form. But I want to take a quick look, Hal, at the lyrics. Yes, the song is an earworm. And anybody who does anything for an hour and a half, if I sat in front of those four busts at Grim Grinning Ghosts for an hour and a half, I would not like that song. But let me just read you the lyrics to this song. And it's I think the simplicity of it is where the magic is. It's a world of laughter, a world of tears. It's a world of hopes and a world of fears. There is so much that we share that it's time we're aware it's a small world after all. There is just one moon and one golden sun, and a smile means friendship to everyone. Though the mountains divide and the oceans are wide, it's a small world after all. I can think of no better sentiment put more simply and performed by all of the children of the world, ostensibly, in two dozen different genres over the course of 12 and a half minutes. If I sat in there for an hour and a half, maybe I would feel differently about it. But I get choked up thinking about the lyrics to that song. I think it embodies everything that those parks are trying to do. You don't think that there's a great big beautiful tomorrow captures it even more? I don't think it captures it even more. We haven't talked about that one much. And I do like that. It has four different genres for the four different rooms. You get the turn of the century, you know, those, those four great decades, the aughts, the twenties, the forties and 1993. Sure. Yeah. The only four periods of time anybody's talked about. Yeah. But I mean, how is this not the story of Disney? Man has a dream and that's the start. He follows his dream with mind and heart. And when that becomes a reality, it's a dream come true for you and me. Yeah, that's Walt Disney's dream life. Yeah. It's a small world but for is, everybody. Oh, is a prayer for the world. It's for everybody. It's everybody's dream. Everybody can have a dream. Everybody can have a dream. I look, man. Everybody everybody, everybody in everybody Hollywood has a dream. dream. What's your dream? What's your dream? What is that you know from? What that's from? Can oh, this is gonna drive I'm not crazy. gonna tell you. I want you to figure it out because it's gonna pop out of your mouth just randomly, and that's what I want. I don't think there's a great big beautiful tomorrow should win either. I think it's incredibly yeah. short. I also think It's a Small World is incredibly short. I think all of these songs have a repetitive nature to them because you're going through the ride and at different points, like it's just sort of repeating on the theme, but mm -hmm. making you feel different things. This is, I love It's a Small World. I like going every time I'm at Disneyland. Mm -hmm. But I, but you think go, a bunch of ethnically problematic birds and pirates on the rampage are a better sentiment for encompassing the best song in Disneyland than... A smile means friendship to everyone? No, look, I don't think the Tiki Room is the winner. I think a pirate's life is close. I think it suffered a great deal and has now been ha – that's been amended mm -hmm. to a large degree. No longer are women being auctioned off. Right. 
that part has ended. But the lyrics have not changed. The recording is. But the, the same lyrics don't say, "Check out what's going on over here." They're having a woman auction. Like that's not in it. Hold on. It is this fantasized idea of pirates that a little kid would have. And we that extort is- and pilfer. We filch and sack. Maraud right. and embezzle and even hijack. Yes, they're evil. They're bad people. They're pirates. Yeah. That's why they're in jail, trying to get that dog to give them the key. They're saying, hey, we got a bone. And shooting at each other in the stock room. Yeah, and they're shooting at each other. One of them's hanging out with pigs. It's, it's, the, it's, not, a, it's, not, a, it's a pirate's life for them. Is it a pirate's yeah. life for you? You have to decide over the course of riding this ride. No, that is not. I do not want a pirate's life. You know what I want? I want to travel all over the world and sing about smiles. Hal, I know you do. I actually think the real winner is Grim Grinning Ghosts. Why? Because there's so many different, the way the song evolves throughout the attraction mm-hmm. is just, it's such a great showcase for what a well-written song it is, both musically and lyrically. Yeah. And I, I think, think that- the performance of it even mm-hmm. has so much character to it. Like it's the, it's as an actor, which of these songs do you think would be the most fun to perform? It's a small world. It would not be fun for you to perform. Don't be, don't be like that about it. Don't dig your heels in. No, look, I think Grim Grinning Ghost is a good song. It is a very good song. I think that it needs the rest of the ride and, uh, your cadaverous pallor portents foreboding or whatever else. Yeah. Uh, Existencio wrote for the ride that has nothing to do with the song. Unless you are considering the ambient music playing underneath the entire ride as the song. I'm thinking of the song as when the crypt doors creak and the tombstones quake, the four of them singing it in the second half of the ride. Otherwise no. it's just underneath incidental music. That song is playing the entire time. You don't know it until once you hear lyrics put to it, the song's already familiar because you've heard it before. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, still, building, I'm still, I'm still a hundred percent team. It's a small world. It. And I, I also think like, would I want to listen to that song outside of the haunted mansion? Probably not. If I'd never been on the haunted mansion, but this is the best Disney park song. Yeah. So the, and the fact and that the it's best, part, that how is the best Disney of, park song? Not the song that begins at the beginning of the ride. Ends at the end of the ride is an earworm that literally everyone from anywhere in the world can sing. It is sung in dozens of languages. It is performed in multiple different styles and genres over the course of the ride. You can pick up and sing it at any point in time. And its lyrics are timeless and exactly what Disneyland is doing on the whole. How is that not? And then if you look at. Like I said, Grim Grinning Ghost, I'm only looking at it from the time the song begins. The rest of that is incidental music that's playing underneath the ride. And it's great incidental music. This is not to poo-poo Grim Grinning Ghosts, a wonderful song written by the Leonardo da Vinci of 1960s Disneyland Imagineers. But if we're talking about the best song in the park, any of the parks, it's It's a Small World. I disagree. And technically, both that... And there's a great big beautiful tomorrow. Neither mm-hmm. one of them were written for the parks. They were written for the 1964 World's Fair. Don't get me on that technicality. They were uh, written. No, for, I, uh, I think they should be included, but they were originally built for yeah. the World's Fair. So he didn't build it as like, what's the embodiment of Disney? He built it for whoever. I, I, I don't remember what brand that was meant to represent. They but, brought children from all over the world to the day it was open. 
and they poured water from their home countries into that river, creating a river of the whole world. And by the way, those attractions were always planned for Disneyland. I'm sure. Like, there's no chance that he was going to just leave yeah. them in flushing. Yeah. Here it's you go. Sick. Enjoy your big globe <laughs> and this ride. That, so that it can be in an abandoned theme park's TikTok. Oh, my God. 60 years later. That's a talk that I have not. That is not really. Oh, abandoned. Most, mine's mostly abandoned food. malls. Mine is mostly oh. chef reactions. Send me I'll some hook you up. abandoned I'll hook you up. places. I'm beginning to hate my for you page. Anyway, uh, I get it. I don't personally dislike it's a small world. Mm-hmm. To me, part of it is that the attraction it's tied to is good, but not great. It is mm-hmm. a staple attraction, probably more because of the song and more because of the exterior of the ride in Disneyland, at least is so fantastic. Yeah. And so like specifically of an era. And it is cool to see all, like, I, I have no qualms with the attraction. I enjoy it. Like I said, I try to go every single time. It's usually like a cool down at the end of, I'm not like rushing to get into that one. And if I don't go on, it's a small world. I'm not going to be too bummed. My main ones are, are generally like Space Mountain, Big Thunder Mountain. Yeah. You like the world of pirates. Coasters. Yeah. And pirates in the haunted mansion, pirates in the haunted mansion. You kind of have to do like yeah. they're kind of musts and. I just, that song is so good for the creepy, just like single notes on an organ. But that's not the song. That's the ambient music. The song begins with the four busts. I'm going to grab a Diet Coke. We could be here a while. Mark, you know what? Mm -hmm. I've been digging my heels in and talking in circles. And I'm fine with it. It's the happiest place on earth. Let's pick the happiest song and have that be the answer. Isn't that what this is all about? We come together. In a world of laughter, at a world of tears, a world of hopes, and a world of fears. You know what, Hal? What? And this, I mean this earnestly. Yeah. There is so much that we share. And it's time that the people of the world were aware that It's a Small World, after all, is the best Disney Park song. Try and top it. You're wrong. What do you like? Say what you like. Ready? I'm listening, people on the podcast. One, two, three. Nothing can stop me now. No. 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 Go to Disney Park and enjoy all the music. Like, really, the next time you're at a Disney Park, if you're fortunate enough to go, if you've never been to one, you're going for the first time, take a moment wherever you are after you've taken in the wonder of being at a Disney Park and and everything they put in front of your eyes and all the smells that they pump in to make you feel a certain way and really, like, take a second, close your eyes and concentrate on the music and how brilliant it is. And how important it is in creating an experience wherever you go. And if you are not able to do that, to go to a park, shout out to the team at Kungaloosh Radio. Go on YouTube, play yourself into the park and enjoy that just washing over you. But I think we got there. I think this topic is closed. But you know what, Hal? There are many more topics to discuss. So please reach out to us on Twitter at We Got This Tweets or... You can email us. We got this podcast at gmail.com or go to our Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash we got this podcast. Talk about the things you love about Disney parks. Talk about the unsung, <laughs> unsonged heroes from this episode Ooh. that maybe we didn't talk about or just share clips of songs that you love. Let's share our love of the Disney parks and its musics with one How- another. Amen. I'm glad we got there. I appreciate you. I appreciate that we can get. Obviously, the episodes that we get passionate about. Sure. These are things that we really, really yeah. hold near and dear. So it's fun to talk well, to you about these things. 
You know I don't want to be at loggerheads for an hour. Thank you to producer Ken Plume. You can support him over at patreon.com slash Ken Plume. He's always doing wonderful stuff over there. If you like Star Wars, check out Force 5. Also, thank you to researcher Kate McManus, graphic designer Uri Kelman, and QA engineer Jen Alba. And thanks, of course, to our musicians Jonathan Dinerstein and Mike Furman for our score and theme song, respectively. And thanks to you, the people of the world. A smile means friendship to everyone. And we are beaming at you and with you right now. Thank you for being our friends. Thanks for listening to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. For Hal Loveland, I'm Mark Gagliardi. For Mark Gagliardi, I'm Hal Loveland. And don't worry, everybody. We got this. We got this. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.